This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome back to sort of the Clue Jets podcast. We have Ben Blessington and Michael Nania. Michael. The much anticipated George Fant interview. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. Finally, adding another friend of the podcast. We've had Bryce Huff, John Frank- Franklin Myers, Thomas Hennessy, and now George Fant joins the group. He's going to join us in a second. Um, really quickly, though, let's talk about his season. Uh, obviously, he missed a lot of time this year. Came into the year still recovering from an injury he suffered at the end of last year, which was a career year for Fant playing at left tackle, um, certainly earning that contract last year, and then coming into this year. You know, bit of a he's going to start at left tackle. Becton goes at right tackle. Then he has to switch to right tackle and still isn't healthy and missed eight games. Finally back. Um, and we've talked about it. It seems like every time a Jets offensive lineman comes back, somebody else gets hurt. So he's going to be very crucial down the stretch. So what have, what have you thought of, of George Fan's season so far and specifically uh, after the injury return? Yeah, I think he's come back and played really well these past two games. Um, you know, after missing eight games, now, I think is we that, watched. Is that just because he's about to be on the show? No, no, I got facts let's, to let's back set, it up. Look, I go, mean, he's only given up four pressures over 93 pass blocking snaps since he came back, zero sacks. Um, and I think you turn on the tape because tape tells all, and you see a guy who looks healthy and, you know, getting the season clearly, you know, wasn't 100% and had some struggles, but he took some time off, I think. That quickness is back, that athleticism that he's known for, and it's really shown up these past two games. I know, you know, the offensive line gave up some hits on Mike White this past game, but George Fan, I think, played really well. And I think over these past two games, he's given Jets fans a lot to be excited about in terms of his pass protection. Uh, and the reason that, you know, we were going to bring him on a few weeks ago was Mike caused Mike Cleats. He was, we'll ask him about it uh, when he gets on here, but uh, talking about year up which is the uh, cause that he partnered with, uh, which is a program, a tuition-free job training program for uh, young adults, 18 to 29. Um, so definitely go make sure to check out yearup.org. Um, you know, he'll talk about it in the interview a little bit, but a really cool cause, a really unique cause uh, and something mm-hmm. that's important. So again, very excited about this one. Without further ado, Michael, I, I'd say let's just hop right into it. All right, George, thank you so much for joining us, man. This, this interview has been a few weeks in the making now, but so glad you could sit down and, and talk to us. Obviously, tough loss on Sunday. Your second game back after returning from injury. Just how how good does it feel to be back on the field with the, with the guys? Yeah, man, it feels it feels great. Um, you know, obviously, I missed like eight weeks uh, during the season, so uh, you never want to do that. But uh, feeling good again. Happy to be back out there on the team. 
Yeah, and one of the biggest storylines from this game was the toughness that Mike White showed. And a lot of people don't know that you both of you guys overlapped at Western Kentucky for one year. So did you get to know Mike at all during that one year? You guys were both over there. And what have your impressions been of him since you've known him? Yeah, I, I did, man. I, I was, uh, you know, uh, I got the, I switched over to from basketball to football um, in the same year that Mike transferred. So uh, we were both kind of on the scout team together and uh, had to spend that team that, that year together on the scout team and spend a lot of time together. Um, and, you know, Mike's always been the same guy, man. He's a tough, he's a tough guy, man. He's, he's a fierce competitor. Uh, he loves to win. Um, and he's been playing at a high level for, for a long time now, man. So uh, it's good to, to see him get the opportunity to go out there and show the world who he really is. Yeah, it's been fun for us to watch, you know, from an outside perspective, his toughness. Um, it's just it's just really inspiring to watch. And, you know, speaking of Western Kentucky, like you said, you play college basketball over there. So who would you say is the best hooper on the team outside of you right now? Uh, that's a tough man, question. That's tough. I don't. I don't think anybody uh, can probably guard you in the post. If I'm being honest, so I don't know if oh, one no, on one. No, to... Most definitely not. Most <laughs> definitely not. Uh, man, I don't know, bro. It's it's a lot of guys who can play some play basketball, bro. Uh, that's a tough one. I don't know if I can how I can answer that one. I feel like I'm Zach can ball. He played in high school, right? Zach Zach can play. I haven't yeah. got to see him play. I've only got to see some highlights, man. I've been joking about that a lot, but uh, oh, I don't know, man. But Kyle can play too, man. I'm sleeping on Beck. Back then, oh, that's <laughs> oh I'd yeah, love, right. Yeah, I would love, I would love to see that matchup. Yeah. I would love to see that matchup in the post. Man, me too, me too. I would like to see that one too. <laughs> I do want to talk. I want to go back to when you first um, joined the Jets in 2020. Obviously, tough year. I thought doing a podcast that year was tough, but uh, I can't imagine what it'd be like to go through a season where teams not winning, things aren't going well. Um, obviously, things are a lot different this season. Can you just speak to how different it is in an NFL locker room when you're winning and you're playing meaningful games in December versus when it feels like, you know, maybe coaches are going to get fired or, you know, season obviously didn't go like like you thought it would go? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you hit it right in the head, man. It's just, you know, I think the main the, the main thing is the kind of coolest part about it that I kind of tell the young guys about, man, is just, playing games that mean something in December. Uh, I think those are the, like the best games because, you know, you get both teams out there or you get, especially when you play any teams that, you know, who are also playing for something in December, um, you get both teams out there playing at a high level. I think that's where you get the best quality of football because uh, everybody's fighting for that, for a position uh, in the playoffs, man. So um, you get some of the best football those, those times of year and, um, and it means everything. So, uh, you know, every Everybody's playing at a high level. So uh, I would definitely say it's that part playing in December for, for yeah. something. Yeah, it kind of feels like, and we were talking about this on our last podcast, how playoffs start now for the Jets. It, it just feels like, you know, they have their seven and six staring playoffs right in the face and in a way control their own destiny. Um, when, uh, you know, when Robert Sala got here, um, I, I think that, you know, he's been big in the locker room talking with with all his preaching about all gas, no break and, and talking about the fourth quarter Jets. It's the fourth quarter of the season now, and, and the Jets have shown up in the fourth quarter all year. So uh, very interested to see how, how you guys finish down the stretch. When Salah got here, is there anything in particular that stood out to you in terms of, you know, quote unquote, changing the culture? You know, like I'll give you an example, like when when Rex Ryan came here and, and replaced Eric Mangini, who was the coach before him, he like, you know, I think he took down the the walls in his office and replaced them the, with windows so everybody could see in. Was there anything that Solid did when he came in uh, right off the bat that kind of spoke to you in, in terms of changing the culture? Yeah, man, I would just kind of say I think that was just him talking about the culture in general. Um, you know, I, I got the 
I had the opportunity to play out in Seattle with uh, Pete Carroll. Um, and that's probably one of the kind of the better coaches in the NFL. Um, and I, I also knew that uh, Coach Sala had the opportunity to coach in Seattle with Coach Carroll. Um, so for him, to, for him to come here and kind of talk about some of those key things that we talked about in Seattle and bringing those things here to New York, I kind of knew right away what was coming. Um, and he, he implemented those things and, and right away. And I think him going to get some free agents who, who believe in building a strong culture and who also came from strong cultures as well uh, were one of the key things, the key reasons, to, the reason why we're here now, where we are now. Um, looking at the playoffs. So um, just just that in general, man, him coming in and uh, being a good leader and being a good coach uh, and, and bringing a good culture uh, is is obviously the strongest part of the things that he brought here. So what, what does that, you know, what does it mean, though, in terms of like we hear it all the time, like culture and from a player's perspective, I guess, what are you expecting from your coaches? You know, what does that mean to you when, when you talk about like Joe Douglas said it in one of his introductory press conferences, like we want to build the best culture in sports. Is that just a, in terms of like team morale and chemistry and being focused or is there something more to it? Yeah, it's all that, man. It's, it's, and it's not all about football, man. It's, it's a brotherhood. It's, it's uh, being able to be able to talk and being able to be honest with each other. Um, being able to go talk to your coach about anything and him, you know, at the end of the day, not just telling you things, but telling you things that that actually mean something. Um, that's what this this coaching staff has been has brought here. Uh, I think it's like the main thing is like when I say that I think it's like being able to go talk to your coach and ask him a question and I'm not telling what you want to hear. It's telling what you what you need to hear um, and whatever we need to do to go win games. Uh, so that's like one of the, the big parts of the culture that that uh, you know of the word culture to me in general uh, means to me. So um, I think that's what they brought here. Yeah, and speaking of the coaching staff, another guy who came along with Robert Sala from San Francisco uh, is your offensive coordinator, Michael Floor. And uh, when he came over, one of the things that we were most excited about was that wide zone run scheme that he brought over and how you fit in it with your athleticism. So uh, what do you think are some of the benefits about LaFleur and his scheme and uh, how you specifically fit inside that uh, run scheme? Yeah, I think you hit right on the head again, man. It's that that wide zone, you know, uh, being – uh, in the same conference then when I was in Seattle, I got to kind of see how they yeah. ran their scheme. And uh, I thought right away that when they came here, like, this is perfect for me. Like, that's how I play. I like to get up on the edge quick. I like to, uh, you know, backside cut off and all these different things that they that they do um, is, I think, are perfect for me. So um, and I think that we kind of seen that that it fits me perfectly and it fits, uh, you know, I think that this team, is this offensive line is built for that. Um and I think Coach LaFleur was just a, a good, a good, uh, good offensive coordinator and uh, excited to work with him. Yeah. And then speaking of the rest of that offensive line, another guy who also has great athleticism and fits the scheme pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, his season came to an early end, but Elijah Vera Tucker was having an amazing season to start this year, showing yeah. off that versatility, playing four different mm -hmm. positions. I want to see him play center at some point, <laughs> go five for five. But um, but you you have versatility as well. You've played both sides of the line. So can you kind of speak about um, the difficulties of switching between different sides and how you're able to pull that off? Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, uh, it's not easy. Um, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to understand uh, like the body chain and like the body of uh, just like the strength of, of your strong hand and uh, different set angles and um, you know understanding that different uh, you know different rushes on either side they rush differently. Uh, I think that's probably one of the, the hardest things. Um, but, you know, I'm just happy to be able to be – I'm just happy and blessed to be able to play both sides at a high level, man. And 
um, and be able to do whatever I need to do for the team to help us win games. Um, that's what I'm all about, man. And um, that's that's what my my goal is to to win games and make it to the playoffs here. Yeah, obviously this team is is tried to build through the trenches and they have a hell of a defensive line. You've gone up against these guys in training camp and in practice. I mean, what stands out about that group uh, and what makes them just such a nightmare for for opposing offensive lines? Yeah, I mean, I I knew in training camp that this is probably one of, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Uh, you, you look, you just go down up and down that line, man. You got guys like JFM. Uh, he's a big defensive, the big defensive end who can um who can rush the passer, who can uh, play in a run game, who can play in multiple positions. Uh, man, you got all kind of guys in that defensive line, man. That that just you know up and down it, and then you you know you obviously you got big nine five in there. You got Quinn in the middle, who I think is probably the best D tackle in the NFL right now, the man. Defensive uh, player of the year, defensive player of the year. Oh, most definitely, he, he should yeah, be in the running yeah. for that man, for sure. If if he's not, then somebody's tripping. Um, yeah. We but, just need Jets you know, fans to vote on Twitter because they'll definitely win. I don't know if you've noticed the yeah. amount of Rookie of the Week belts that have come through Florin Park this year. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. Uh, and and then, uh, you know, I just think that, man, we just got, you know, really good defense, man, in general. I think they're one of the best defenses in, in the NFL, football in general, man. So uh, I, I would just say that, man, that those guys are just going to keep stacking these days, man. And we got four weeks left, man, for them to, for them to really implement themselves and show that they're the, the best defense in the NFL. It's fourth quarter Jets, man. It's fourth quarter of the season. They, they've Tom, shown up in the Tom. fourth quarter all year. Yeah, uh, we do want we do want to talk to you about uh, your the cause you partnered with for for my cause, my cleats. Uh, we talked about it in the intro, but what can you tell us about Year Up and and what made you want to want to partner with them? Yeah, uh, so yeah, Year Up, man. It's just a they're an organization that you know deals with uh, young adults and the youth in the community, uh, help them with you know free job training, um, and also help them get internships and really good. Uh, companies like Uber and uh, Bank of America and, and, and even more. Uh, for me, I would say that, you know, the reason I want to partner with them is this, that, you know, for myself and my foundation, we love helping the youth as well. And we thought that, you know, uh, we think that, you know, the reason that Year Up was so cool is that they're helping, they're helping the youth and helping people build their careers and uh, figure out what they want to do with their lives. Uh, I thought that was kind of the coolest part, man. So when I saw that, I, I jumped at the opportunity to, to partner with them. Uh, they're a really good organization. If if sports didn't work out for you, do you have did you have a career in mind that you maybe would have liked to pursue? Or if you look back, do you think that you could have been good at? Yeah, I always wanted to be a uh, uh, like a sports commentator. I was. Oh, there we go. Okay. Somehow, hey, anytime, so anytime you want to come in the podcast, like George. George, anytime you oh, want to come in the podcast. I can talk sports now. I can talk sports. <laughs> I'm more. I'm more like Shaq. I'm like Shaq, man. I can get there and you know talk about anything. All right. Well, there's there's a very important uh, topic relating to this podcast. We've talked about it pretty much since the inception, and I apologize for even asking you this, but the uniforms, how do you feel about them? How does the locker room feel about them? Because every week, Michael and I end the podcast, we talk about the unis, which I know probably sounds which one you like the best. Michael, I mean... Ooh. I'm going to go white on white, but yeah. the white on black and some of the success you guys had. Oh, you don't like the white on white? No, the I, I do like white on white is straight, bro. But you, that's what I'm saying, bro. You got to look at me in that white on white, bro. That white yeah. don't do me justice. I, I have oh, heard wow. that. I think uh, Mike DeVito, the former yeah. Jets defensive tackle, he told us the big guys don't like the white on white. Yeah, bro. But yeah. The white on black is nice, but I'm going to have to go with that black on black. With yeah. The black helmets. Okay, yeah. There it's go. filthy, bro. Like, it's, it's crazy. I, I like it a lot. Do you have any intel on why they haven't worn green this season? I don't know. I, don't, I like the green on green as well. Uh, I think this, I, I would say, I don't know, but I would think that is because 
that's what we always worn. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I think we want to switch it up with the black, uh, kind of throw something different in there. But I, I would think that's why we haven't worn it yet. But I don't know. All right. Well, George, that was that was the only question we had to make sure we asked you once we went to book this interview. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. We really, it, we really appreciate you Thanks taking for time. Having me to talk to us best of luck with the rest of the season uh also we just want to say thank you because this is the uh the best jet season we've had in a long time so it's been uh, a joy to watch and hopefully you guys can uh, close it out down the stretch thanks man happy to be a part of it man all right and thank you to george fant for for joining the pod michael it's been a long time since we've had a a friend of the pod so i'm glad we we got to uh add to the list uh i i regret that i didn't ask him because the interview ended and I, i forgot the uh, the Jets are playing the Lions this week. Penny Sewell went viral this week with with a little clip of him uh, running to the flat and catching a pass. But a lot of people forget Fant in Seattle was doing that years ago before before Sewell was even in the league. So maybe we'll see a, a George Fant pass um, this week. Uh, you can follow us at CYJ Pod on Twitter. Michael Michael underscore Nania. Myself Ben W Blessington. Go to JetsXFactor.com. Best place to go for Jets content. A lot of great uh, podcasts on the network and and obviously daily articles. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube and if you can rate review, subscribe on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. Um, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great week. We'll be back on Friday previewing a big game against the Detroit lions.